1: This is the best of OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Modern era, meaning the last 40 years, that's two generations of sports. I think it's Brady and I think it's Michael Jordan. Now, some of you LeBron guys out there can make your LeBron argument inevitably because a lot of you are up early in the morning or you haven't gone to bed yet in L.A. There's the Kobe Bryant crew that always steps up and makes the argument for Kobe anytime you argue about best ever. But really, I think it's Jordan, and I think it's Brady. And I'm going to put up a poll question on this. I'm curious in general, because I tied in this last week, that the difference between Jordan and Brady, I don't know how much of it has to do with modern kind of society, but there was some pushback from my crew, but ultimately the poll reflected that i was true the vast majority the, the that i was correct the vast majority of you were rooting for michael jordan when jordan played in his sixth finals against the jazz about 70% of you according to my poll were rooting for michael jordan to win his sixth title i bet about 30% of you are rooting for tom brady to win his sixth title against the eagles and it's not like the eagles are a particularly lovable group I mean, Eagle fans are notoriously unlikable. So it's not as if the Eagles are some like tiny, small market, total David going up against Goliath. Philadelphia is a pretty big city. They've had some decent success, even though they haven't won a title. They have a massive fan base that's every bit the same size of the New England Patriots, if not larger. And so it's not as if the Eagles are some shrinking violet totally endorsed small market team, yet I believe that about 30% of you will be rooting for Tom Brady and the Patriots. 70% of you will be on the side of the Eagles. It's the exact opposite, basically, of what happened when Michael Jordan was playing. But I'm also curious whether you guys will believe that Jordan or Brady is the superior team athlete, or if there's somebody that I'm missing in the last 40 years. Maybe there's some Wayne Gretzky people out there. I'm not an expert in hockey, but I think it has to be Jordan, and I think it has to be Brady. I think they're 1A and 1B regardless. I'm going to give you a number because I'm curious what you guys think about this. 877-996-6369 is the phone number. Which of the two now that Brady is going to his eighth Super Bowl and seeking to win his sixth title I think that Jordan and Brady are pretty even, but I think that what Brady has done is more impressive than what Jordan did. I think if you look at the longevity of Brady's career, the fact that he's been essentially in the mix for 16 years in the NFL, the fact that there's nobody else really even close to what Brady has been able to accomplish. There are lots of guys in the NBA over time that have gotten on hot streaks. It's not uncommon for an NBA team to win a couple of titles in a row, to win three titles in a row. And ultimately, Brady's game is so much more physically demanding, even though he's a quarterback. Even though he's a quarterback and the rules have been changed to protect quarterbacks, on any given play, Brady's career could theoretically come to a close. Do you feel the same thing about Michael Jordan and his career? I know Jordan had one serious injury when in, in the 80s, but in terms of his longevity, he was pretty outstanding as well. But to me, this is becoming the quintessential sports debate. Who you got, Brady or Jordan now that Brady is going to his eighth Super Bowl? Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At the same time that the Jerry Sandusky situation happened at Penn State, the number one response from most people was we can never allow something like this to happen again in the world of college and athletics. And certainly the state of Pennsylvania has gotten involved and they have come after the president of the university, the athletic director. Joe Paterno's legacy has been forever uh, scarred based on what he knew allegedly about the Sandusky case. And Jerry Sandusky is going to spend the rest of his life in prison. While the Sandusky story was going on, this guy, Larry Nassar, is victimizing hundreds of female athletes at Michigan State and also at the U.S. Gymnastics Group. I mean, he's the official team doctor of USA Gymnastics. And so he literally is all the girls who won was the gold medal in 2012. All the years run together for me now. I'm getting to be an old man. But they the 2012 Olympic team, the 2016 Olympic team, He is sexually assaulting many of these women while they are out there winning the gold medal. And he's treating them in their rooms without anybody else present. And there are all these people who are raising issues, and like Dan Wetzel said, sometimes they're at different places, giving indications that there may be a predator preying on hundreds of young women and nobody does anything. Nobody is able to put all this together. And what's amazing about this is that Michigan State literally has Sandusky going on in their same conference at the same time and they don't do anything about this. They don't pursue this aggressively. They don't say, oh my God, maybe we've got the same thing going on here as went on at Penn State. So much of the coverage of Jerry Sandusky in the way that I read it and certainly the way that I wrote about it and talked about it was about how Sandusky should be this bright, shining beacon to teach all of us to be vigilant in ensuring that this never happens again, that there are never hundreds of child victims of anyone associated with athletics and children ever again. That was the big takeaway from Jerry Sandusky. Not just that Sandusky should face punishment, not just that Penn State should make, uh, th- that they should pay as much in terms of uh, liability as could possibly happen. Hell, the NCAA got involved because they wanted to make Penn State an example of everything that could go wrong with athletics. And they wanted everybody else to be aware and to be hyper vigilant to ensure that the same thing didn't happen on their campus. And Larry Nassar is happening at the exact same campus in the exact same flipping division in the Big Ten. And nobody was able to stop it from happening. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Paul Pabst, how many do you think, first of all, I'm assuming you're going to go with Jordan, although I don't know that for a fact because <laughs> Jordan right now is winning. But how many would Brady have to win in order for you to take Brady as the better team athlete?
0: I don't think I would ever go over, but he's definitely in the conversation. What I think is interesting is that a year ago this week, we were discussing the possibility of Brady being the greatest quarterback of all time and no longer being a discussion. Now that's a foregone conclusion, and we're moving on to other sports, which shows where Brady is now. With Jordan, the one thing I would say in Jordan's favor, and again, I'm a, I'm a Chicago guy, so I'm a Jordan guy, but I'm trying to be objective here. Jordan never let an NBA Finals get to seven games. Yeah. He never played in a game seven. So those Finals were never really that close. They were some tough battles along the way. And I checked the Vegas odds last week, because this topic was something we've been thinking about. Jordan and the Bulls were the favorites opening the season in both seasons, the Rock, Rockets won the title before Jordan had retired. The preseason odds for the next season had the bulls as a favorite, not a surprise there. But I think the conventional wisdom is the Rockets were a great team, very, and they finally got their due because Jordan chose another sport. Yes. At at least you could make the case going into the season. Nobody was going to pick the Rockets to win it over the Bulls.
1: The rocket truthers are up there with the Kobe truthers. Like there's different little, like that's one thing that's great about regional sports fan bases still is that there are certain groups right now that Mm -hmm. still believe things that are objectively, at least according to the national sports discussion, 100% not true. Like There's a huge collection of Rockets fans right now who will listen to this podcast who are right now in the city of Houston, and they're like, you're a liar, Clay Travis, you're crazy. Jordan Bulls would have lost to my Rockets even if Jordan had been playing. They tried out all their little talks, just like the Kobe guys in L.A., Like, if you'd spend any time in L.A. at all, you find out that there's a huge pocket of Kobe guys in L.A. who it doesn't matter what you argue, their answer is going to be Kobe Bryant. Like, right now, I'm surprised they haven't been able to get through and bombard the phone lines and come on and say, what are you talking about, Jordan versus Brady? Kobe Bryant is the greatest team athlete of all time.
0: I agree with you, but Rockets fans do have this. I've always thought that Hakeem Olajuwon is one of the more underrated players of his generation. They always talk about different players that got more credit. If you go back and look at his stats, he, has a, he had seasons with 28, 14, and four and a half blocks. So I think he's a bit underrated. They had a deep team with Mario, Ellie, and guys like that. But the truth is, Jordan is so big, and he is, for any of us over 35 years old, he's the Muhammad Ali, the greatest of our generation, and it's hard to talk us off the pedestal of that.
1: What if Brady won this Super Bowl and two more Super Bowls? To finish off his career, he rode off into the sunset with eight Super Bowl championships.
0: Well, then then it's weird because the only way to pick apart Brady at that point would be, say, his position, he's not an athlete in the sense that Jordan was running and jumping and playing yeah. both ways at all times. You would have to dissect it down to a physical science of Brady moves about 10 feet per game and throws the ball. He is, I guess you could make the case, a specialist at the quarterback position. But as far as resume, his resume would be better than anyone in team sports history unless you go back to pre-1980 and guys like Bill Russell.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. I mean, how do you have ESPNW and not write a single article about this? I think it's because it's an uncomfortable story. I also think it's because there probably isn't a big figure like Joe Paterno involved. I don't know how much attention the Jerry Sandusky case would have gotten if Jerry Sandusky had not been an assistant football coach and if instead he had been an assistant volleyball coach at Penn State. I don't think it probably would have gotten that much attention. And I think that's probably a flaw of the media. I think it's a flaw of what I do. I think it's a flaw of you guys Um, because we tend to focus on big stars – And if Joe Paterno is not involved in the Jerry Sandusky case in any way, if Penn State football is not involved, I don't think people would have cared. I really don't. If everything that happened with Jerry Sandusky had happened at Akron, I don't think it would have been a story. And I spent a lot of time thinking about this because my wife was asking me, how come this isn't a bigger story? Now, the flip side of that is, I mean, the U.S. women's gymnastics players are – superstar figures. I mean, absolutely apex level, top of the mountain superstars when you think about how well recognized they are in the public. I covered uh, the, the, uh, the Country Music Awards a couple of years ago. And they showed up, the girls did, at, uh, at the Country Music Awards. And when they walked down the red carpet, everybody knew them. I mean, it was everybody. It was absolutely everywhere. And this story has picked up a little bit over the weekend. Again, I think the New York Times putting it on the front page on Friday, I believe. I think the Wall Street Journal doing the same thing, putting it on the front page on Friday. It had received almost no attention prior to that. I think Ali Raisman's statement drew a lot of attention to it. Well, I think the sports media dropped the ball here. Well, they didn't cover this case. Dan Wetzel said, I mean, this story started 14 months ago. And until Friday, I mean, the sentencing is already going on. If Ali Raisman doesn't show up and speak, I don't know that anybody pays attention to it. But you compare this, I mean, again, I would just say, compare the amount of coverage ESPN gave LeVar Ball from Lithuania with this story. And I think that that's a pretty perceptive. I get a lot of questions from, from kids out there. A lot of you in college, high school, you're working on stories. You're trying to find things to write about. You want a paper that would really be fascinating? Compare the amount of coverage that LeVar Ball got in Lithuania for his comments about the Lakers with the amount of coverage that the Michigan State investigation and trial and Larry Nasser and U.S. women's gymnastics team with the amount of attention that that got. I think that would be a fascinating study. I guarantee you, LeVar Ball dwarfed it. LeVar Ball probably got 10 to 1 in terms of the amount of attention. Now, partly that's because people click on LeVar Ball stories. The easy defense of that is well, the reason why we cover it is because people read it. And I don't think there's any doubt. LeVar Ball, I'm just using him as an example because I think it's the most frivolous and non serious story that has been covered in the world of sports in the last six months anytime LeVar Ball says anything it's major news and then you're like why isn't that major news and certainly a lot of people have attacked it and the answer is I think because people click on it why does LeVar Ball get covered because people click on it but if you compare that with the Michigan State story ESPN did nothing I trust Dan Wetzel on this ESPN did nothing on this on their website, for instance, until Friday. They got an entire damn section of their website devoted to women, and they didn't bother to cover this trial or the sentencing hearing until Friday. Why? It's a big blind spot. Got an entire section of your website devoted to women in sports? You didn't send anybody to do anything on this until Friday? I think that's pretty difficult to justify. But I think it's a reflection of the larger media universe. I put myself in that category. I didn't pay much attention to this story until Thursday and Friday when my wife asked me about it. Oh, oh, oh,
0: O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts.